Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So as I'm sure you can tell by the sound of my voice, I don't actually really have a voice right now. We are battling this crazy cold and it is, it, it, we're pretty much in shambles over here, which is a bit of a problem if you need to record podcasts. But the good news is I actually recorded this week's podcast before I lost my voice. So the only thing that I need to do right now is the intro, which is what we're doing right now. So basically, guys, in this episode, I sit down with my good friend, Amanda Muse. Amanda is one of YouTube's original moms. So she was creating videos online before it was even a thing. She has built this really engaged community online by just sharing the ups and downs of motherhood through video. So over her years of doing what she does, Amanda has truly become a lifestyle brand and full on makes a living by just making videos on YouTube. She also recently launched a podcast, The Sandwich, where she has real and authentic conversations about motherhood, relationships, personal development, entrepreneurship, and more. She actually recently interviewed me on her podcast about our journey with infertility, you know, where we're at, how it feels, and all of that. So if you're interested, I will link that for you below. In this episode, Amanda and I really just shoot the shit. We talk about what it's like to share your life with the internet about friendships and motherhood, about the importance of being deliberate, about who gets your time and energy, and how basically neither of us have time for bullshit in life. We're just straight shooters and it kind of it is what it is. So since my voice is about to give out, I'm going to leave it at that. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Okay, guys, here I am with my girl, Amanda Muse. Now, I'm pretty sure if you've been following me for any length of time, you're familiar with Amanda because, you know, you've shown up on my Facebook lives and my Instagram and we've been at conferences together. But Amanda, for those who don't know who you are, give us, give us your spiel. What's your, what's your elevator pitch? My elevator pitch. Okay. Well, first, hello, everyone. It's very exciting (laughs) for me to be on your podcast. This is awesome. Uh, Okay. So who am I? I am first off a mom of two. I have been making YouTube videos for like six and a half years. And my whole shtick on the internet is that it's a conversation. So it's like hanging out with a friend and we talk about all things life, trying to put a positive spin on it, um, highs and lows. And I'm on YouTube. I have a podcast, The Sandwich. I'm on Instagram. I'm kind of in all the places. And yeah. And so that's, you know, just like living my life and sharing it and doing life with people. That's my, that's my thing. Yeah. And you know, when I was sitting here thinking about what we would talk about, I kept coming back to the fact that, you know, not only are you and I both very, we're very deliberate about how we live our life. I will Mm -hmm. say we're both on the same page with that, but we also both just have zero time for bullshit. Oh yeah. I would say we have, we very much have that in common. So I was kind of thinking about, you know, where does that lead us? And it made me kind of think about relationships and friendships and, you know, 
how we navigate friendships throughout motherhood. And then the funny thing actually is as I was sitting there writing down my note saying friendship through motherhood, how do we navigate friendship through motherhood? Do you think that our husbands think about how they navigate friendship through fatherhood? No. Do you think they think about that stuff? I'm like, hold on. Does does Dean have friends? Wait. (laughs) He's like lone wolf to the max. But no, I think it is... I find from his perspective, it's just hard to find the time to nurture those relationships. So I think it is, but I just don't think it's top mind, you know, in his life type of thing. Right. Do you think when they go out with the guys that they're talking about the kids and all the stuff that the kids are in? I want, no, I don't think so. Dean doesn't have, I think because Dean's a pilot and he travels, so he's naturally away a lot. He doesn't spend that much time being social voluntarily. Like he's in a hotel and he's like, okay, I'll hang out with the crew and we'll chat. But I've noticed that he's just like, whoa, these are these are very young people now. So he's like having to come up with conversation that is not family or kid related. And that's a thing when you're a mom trying to like make friends. So absolutely. Sidebar, that's a really good thing for Dean is that he has a younger wife to keep him young and hip, right? (laughs) I swear. Don't you find you give Darren some street cred? It's like, yeah, totally. And you know, there's things that he, sometimes he'll say stuff and I'll say, man, you were like, no offense, but you were really a lot older than me. Like how, how are you? Is that even coming out of your mouth right now? But yeah, I think I, and I think I make him feel younger too, right? Because I'm keeping him young and hip, I guess. Oh, totally. I think there is that like meeting. That's one thing we have in common too, is we do have older husbands. Like what's your age gap again? 13 years. Right. 13. So we're 15 and I don't notice it. Although there are times when you like really notice it, but even Dean was saying like, he'll go to work and you know, you naturally talk about like, what does your spouse do this and that? And when he kind of drops like, oh yeah, she works in social media. She's a YouTuber. It's like, oh, hold on a second. What? And they check me out online and they're like, oh my God, like she's She's like a fun person. You must be fun too. So I'm definitely good for his persona. That's for sure. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Cause he's, he's not that he's not an outgoing, he's an outgoing person with his people, but yes. not with other people. No, like right? he, and I think because he travels for his job, he's not like, oh, I'm going to go have some beers with the dudes like on a Friday because he was just in Vancouver doing that for two days. Well, not having beers, but you yeah. know, away from the family. And so That's a paradigm, though, because it's like he has to travel and do that where I'm like, I'm at home working from home, living from home and coming back to friendships. Like I find I have to schedule in like this Saturday. I'm doing this with some friends because I need this break from everyone. Yeah, you just need to get out of the house. And actually, that's interesting that you were saying like you need to schedule it in. One of the things that I actually have a blog post coming out in, well, it will be out by the time that this podcast is released, but it's talking about how now at the beginning of every month, I'm making a point like there is a note inside my calendar that's saying schedule your girl time, like schedule time with your friends. Because I found last year things just got so, so busy that that's kind of what fell off my to-do list. And I felt like, you know, I just lost touch and lost connection with a lot of my really good friends. Oh, yeah. I feel like it doesn't count when you're at an event, for example, like through something through work, social media, whatever. It does count. But it's like, it's not like you get to have that one on one. We don't need to Instagram everything. We can just like have a real conversation and be present with each other. And I like what you're saying, realized last year that I miss that as well. And so I'm trying to find ways to bring it back to that this year and like really make time 
for people. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that brings up a good point. So you and I, so we became friends. Well, we met each other through people in this space. We were on a TV segment together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Randomly, if you ever think about it, you and I went to the conference mom too. So it's a blogging conference for content creators and all of that. It was in Florida and somehow ended up rooming together. And if right. you think about it, that was kind of random because a, I'm not a huge social person. Like putting myself in a room with someone for four days, like that's really outside of my comfort zone, especially when I don't know them that well. Like I normally right. am like, I'll pay the difference. I just like need my own space. Yeah. But you and I roomed and uh, yeah, we just kind of hit it off. And I feel like we've been friends ever since. I think so. Yeah, it's true. It's actually, when you think about that, we didn't really know each other that well when we agreed to like be roomies. Yeah, that's a little I'm, weird, actually, when you think, mind you, I'm a total extrovert, so I probably wouldn't mind it. But I do like to have like when you are like bunking with someone like that quiet time where you can just like sit on your bed, scroll through your phone. And you and I were able to do that. Like we were quite compatible in that way. But yeah, you do meet a lot of people in this space. And I find, you know, something that I've been struggling with and maybe speaking about online is just finding people of substance that are what they say they are and what they portray themselves to be online and then also are that way in real life. And so it was enjoyable to meet you and be like, oh, you're a little firecracker, like maybe even more so than people know. (laughs) Yeah. So remember when we were in the bathroom, you were, I was getting, you were getting ready or I was getting ready. And I was, we were talking about first impressions somehow. And I said, well, what is your first impression of me? And I don't, what did you say? Well, It was something like, well, first of all, Jamie speaks her mind, like that's for sure. And you're very articulate and you have, you're not like a, oh, I'll agree with what you have to say kind of girl. It's like, no, here's my thoughts and opinions and I will listen to yours as well. But it doesn't mean they have to jive to be friends kind of deal. But also that like you want to be on the right side of Jamie Scrimger. Like you want to be friends with Jamie because I feel like (laughs) I don't want to be on the other side. Yes, that's the thing. And and when I don't have a huge filter, right? So I do say things off the cuff and I do say things. And that's actually something that I've really had to work on the whole thinking before you speak thing. Like that's actually something now that I'm in my thirties that I really, I've been very conscious about, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a loyal, loyal friend, but I, I've select friends and I just, yeah, I like my people and I, yeah, I do. I do speak my mind. You're right, Amanda. (laughs) And I just, I think that like, we're kind of in this era of everyone's like a special snowflake and everybody need to be so delicate with everyone. And so I don't know if it's just getting into your thirties, but it's like, I don't have time for that BS. Like, and it's probably being a mom, being a business owner, being in your thirties, you're like, Hey, I've got two hours that I'm going to allocate to this lunch situation or this dinner situ. And I want it to be real. Like I want to walk away feeling like my cup has been filled. I've like learned something or thought about something differently. Like I want it meaty, you know, like I don't want this surface crappy candy floss kind of friendship. So Yeah. And, you know, I think when I was in my twenties, especially my, you know, actually all throughout my twenties, I was very, I really wanted everyone to like me. I wanted Mm -hmm. everyone to agree with what I said. I was very careful about what I said. And I just really wanted, I cared about what people thought of me. And it's true. There's something about coming into my thirties that I'm like, I don't give a shit if you like me. I really, really don't because I came to realize that I don't like everyone else. So why can I expect everyone to like me? Right. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I've come into myself and I know that sounds kind of maybe an arrogant thing to say or a weird thing to say, but I've just really come into myself. I know who I am. I know what I want in a friendship. And I, we have very limited time like this. Yes. Week, this is crazy. This week we have 12 hockey games and practices. 
And that's Honestly, not I saw you post on Instagram. I was like, girl, that's yeah. a lot. And then there's gymnastics. Darren's away at a conference. You and I are speaking at this event on Sunday. Like there is just a lot on the go. And I don't have time for fluffy friendships or to spend my time trying to foster a relationship that deep down isn't serving me. Exactly. Oh my God. Yes. Like if you find you're chasing people or you're having to dim your sparkle to be around others, I mean, that's a moment where we need to like have some pause and reflect on like, what exactly is my intention with this friendship? Or, you know, I was listening to um, the Goop podcast and it was like Gwyneth's first episode and she was interviewing Oprah and Oprah was talking about, I don't know if you heard this one about the disease to please. And it was like this thing where we have such a hard time saying no. You know, like, let's say you do have a friend that you're like, I'm not sure about this anymore. You can break up with them, you know, and you can like politely find a way to not have to spend time with them. But this this need, like you were saying, for everyone to like us by saying, no, are we going to be like the worst person ever? You know, and it's a hard thing to change. It's a hard habit to change for sure. Yeah. And I think that comes when you become more confident in yourself, right? I think that comes with a whole lot of work on on you. But that's a good topic. Have you ever had a breakup with a friend? I think yes. I feel like it used to be a lot more dramatic. Like when I, you know, think about the, um, not necessarily the actual parting ways that you, but the feelings I would go through and like, oh my God, what did I do? And like feeling a lot of responsibility for maybe that friendship not working. But I remember when I moved back to Canada, this was like four years ago, we'd been living overseas and I felt like the friendships I'd cultivated were just like real and good. And I don't know if it's because when you're an expat, you only have a short amount of time with people. So you kind of like put them through this like litmus test to feel like if you're going to be friends and if you're not going to be friends, you move on to the next person because you don't know like how long you're going to actually be present with that person. Anyway, so I moved back to Canada and I befriended this girl And at first it was okay. Our kids were the same age, but I realized there was a significant age difference between her and I. And I realized, oh no, like I'm leading all of these conversations. I'm the one coming up with all, hey, do you want to do this for lunch? I'm the one coming up with that answer. And I was like, I can't, I need like an equal footing person to be my friend who, like you were saying, you know, has their own thoughts and opinions, knows what they want and is also very confident. And so I ended up just not hanging out anymore. Like we just stopped being buddies and stopped inviting each other over and it naturally just kind of went that way. But I can't say that I've ever had a face-to-face conversation like, hey, this isn't working out. Although that said, I did have a friendship as a young adult where it did end on a sour note. And then we got together and on a Skype date and we talked about why you know, like almost reminiscing, like this friendship was beautiful when it, for what it was, but we've changed as persons and we're not going to be able to carry on. So that was a weird, difficult, emotional thing, but I can't say that I've been able to have that type of, type of closure with other friendships. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point too, right? There are some people who come into your life for a season. And again, that sounds really cheesy, but I think back when I worked in child protection, I was at this agency and I felt like everyone there they were like my best friends and we did everything together. We would get together after work. We would have drinks together. We went out for lunch together, work together. A few of them were at my wedding and I just felt like we were just going to be friends forever. I just really felt like I had found my people Mm -hmm. and then, you know, Darren and I get together and then I move an hour away and, you know, I did keep in contact with a couple of them, but that slowly just fizzled out because I was finding myself dreading going to see them, not because there was anything wrong with them and not, that's not an insult to them, but 
they just didn't have, we didn't have anything in common anymore. We didn't, we, that one thing that we had in common was work. And when we no longer worked together, there was really nothing in our friendship that we really needed to talk about, right? It was really mm-hmm. one of those things where you have to, the worst thing is, is when you're sitting there having a conversation with someone and you have to think about what you're going to say next because you're trying to avoid that awkward pause. I hate that. Like, <laughs> oh. That gives me anxiety even just thinking about it. Like oh, I yeah. cannot handle those conversations. But get this, this reminds me, speaking of breaking up, I had one friend and so we worked together at Children's Aid and we did really do a good job trying to keep in contact afterwards. But we're very busy and I'm not someone who wears busy as a badge of honor and talks like, you know, I have all this stuff going on when I actually don't. Like we don't sit down some nights till super late where we could be at three different arenas, you know, after five o'clock. And that's just the reality of our life. There are four children. And my husband has a demanding job. You know, I have a business. We just have a lot on the go. So, you know, she kept trying to schedule dates with me and situations, Mm. meeting for lunch. And I could never make it work, right? It could never work just based on the kid's schedule. And there was a couple of times that I did need to reschedule. And I feel terrible about it because things came up last minute and I would have to reschedule because they were my priority. You know, I Mm -hmm. here for my family. And I feel bad because I did bail a few times. I am scrolling through Instagram. So guys, anyone who is a blogger or an influencer or like any social media, or maybe you have this, even if you, you know, aren't doing this for a business, but you can go through and you can see who's unfollowed you on Can you? Yeah. (gasps) Don't you have that app? No, girl. I do not partake in anything that makes me feel sad. (laughs) I'm like, no. Well, I have that app because I like to know because I'm not, I like to keep, I like to keep my feed clean. I like to go online and be inspired. So I'm like very deliberate about the feeds that I follow. And if you're not going to follow me and support me, girl, I'm not going to support you back. So I go through and I see her has unfollowed me. And I'm like, what? Oh, so I kind of like mulled over. I'm like, oh, did she delete Instagram? Nope. Did not delete Instagram. Mm. And my feelings weren't hurt. I was just like, that's kind of really high school. So I sent her a quick message and I was like, Hey, you know, da, 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 going through my Instagram app. I guess maybe I'm the crazy one who has the app, but saw that you unfollowed <laughs> me. Um, I know that I bailed on you a couple of times this summer. I feel bad. It's just been crazy busy time. Shoot me a message. If you want to chat, nothing no response. Mm. So the next day I wrote back and I just said, Hey, cause I know this, she has her phone in her hand all the time. I know this. Right. So the next day I write back and I said, Hey, you know, just following my message, you're obviously really upset and hurt. I get it. I'm sorry that I bailed all the best. And you know, I didn't have any ill intent and just kind of to clear the air. Totally. Then I ended up getting a message back and we kind of talked about restoring things, but then I was like, mm. no, no, you like, that's so stupid, right? It that's, is. Yeah. It's so difficult. And now I'm going to feel like I can't actually cancel on you. Cause sometimes I do need to cancel because life mm-hmm. comes up. You and I have rescheduled on each other numerous times and we oh, have yeah. mutual respect that we know that we are moms and entrepreneurs and wives and just like shit happens. Oh yeah. So I just got to the point where I was like, that is not, that's not easy. And no. if you're not easy friend, like, see you later. Have a good so, one. All the best. You, I agree. Like, Bye-bye. you nailed it with the the word season. Because I think when you can think about things like that, that like, this was for a moment. This is like you said, when I, were, when I worked and lived in Vancouver, I now live in Ontario. Like, yeah, there was a friend of mine who came into town recently. And we had a nice dinner. And it was awesome. And we connected. But like, we're not actively chatting and texting one another. It's not realistic, right? 
she lives in a different province across the other side of the country. Like it doesn't make sense. I reconnected two years ago with a girl that I was like super chummy with in Sejep in college. And um, it was nice. I met her husband. I made them like the best cinnamon rolls of life. I was so proud of myself that day. Feel free but, to make them for me as well. <laughs> oh my God. They were so good that I got a little bit like nobody eat these cinnamon rolls, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, but I remember after she left, I was like, that was really fun to go down memory lane. But that season is done and we are such different people. And, you know, I hear I have two kids and she doesn't have kids yet. And that isn't necessarily a determining factor of like whether we can be friends. But I feel like what it does do is just it separates how much free time you have to a certain degree. And like what you were saying about having to reschedule. I mean, stuff happens where you've got a kid that's sick home or you have an unexpected snow day or like whatever it is. And I feel like your friends have to be accommodating. And it is sad, though, when you have to close chapters on friendships. But I feel like if you go, you know what? It was for a time and place. It's nothing anybody did in particular. And like every now and then I'll open that memory book and like enjoy that. But we're doing something different now. Yeah. And you don't need to feel pressure to keep up that text chain and to keep checking in and all of that. You know, the girl I went to when I went to university, we lived with six girls. So we all lived together for most of university. Yeah. And so three years, we all lived together. Four of us are still friends at the end. We've dropped a couple. Um, Mm -hmm. but it just kind of life happens, but the four of us are still friends. They were in my wedding. Uh, we don't, we don't talk regularly though. You know, I really thought we would talk all the time forever, but we don't talk regularly, but we do make a point every year to get together and have a reunion. And we talk about the good old days when we were just like, you know, bebopping on the boxes at the bar and just, you know, drinking and partying. Living your best life. (laughs) Yeah, oh man. Darren and I just, that's the one thing Darren and I have in common. We loved university. Like we really both, we partied. got right in there. We were like, we both like look back on our university days and just love it. But, you know, that, those were my best friends then. We did everything together. But now, you know, we're still friends, but there's no pressure to kind of keep that up. Except oh, yeah. for we do make a point to always kind of get together once here. But a question for you, what is a deal breaker for you in a friendship when someone does deal something and you're like, we, I don't think you're my person anymore? The first word that pops into my head is loyalty. So if a person does something that I feel is just disloyal and it's not even so much like, oh, they spoke about me behind my back. I don't know. I don't care about that stuff. But it's just, it's more like if your actions and your words don't line up, and I just feel like you're a disloyal person, whether it's to me directly or in general, I find like that's quite revealing of a person's character. And it's like, I I sort of go, okay, red flag, red flag person. Let's just see what's going on there. So for sure, that would be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm, me too. Uh, yeah, definitely agree with that. I would also say they need to be safe. Like I just mm. need to feel, and I know that's a strong word, but I do need to feel safe hanging out with someone. I need to feel like I can not be my best self. I can just be like totally out there and vulnerable and there's no judgment. Oh, and oh my God. Yeah. That's like almost like a guarantee. Like if you don't have that, you're not even in the in the running for a friendship situation. <laughs> Well, you're not friends, right? And there's, but I think there's a lot of us who have friends who aren't actually our friends, Mm. right? Like that's actually an acquaintance maybe. And I think the word friendship is really overused. Oh, like I have very few friends. Like when I think about the people I would text when I'm feeling low or would have a conversation with or make like a random, let's have a random 30 minute conversation right now. There's not a very 
you know, that's not a large group of people. And I do use the word acquaintance quite frequently because it's like, I need to differentiate in my head. Like, how much time am I investing in this person? You know, do I hang out with them independently or is this like a group friendship situation? And especially having a presence in social media, you know, you go to certain events or you don't have a role to play, but there are those types of creators where, you know, you see them sort of gathering at group situations or at events, but they're not necessarily friends in real life. And I am such, like, I feel like the type of content I create is so transparent that I don't, I don't enjoy that kind of BS. I don't want to participate in it. And I don't like to encourage that stuff online, which maybe can make it seem like I'm a little standoffish in some ways, but I'm just like a real, I want authentic living. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, I wouldn't say that you're standoffish. I feel like you are very, like when we go to events, you're just like, hey guys, how's it going? Like interacting with everyone. When I go to an event though, I'm standoffish. Okay. I'm a very standoffish person. You know, it's funny what we perceive ourselves to be and what the reality is. Oh yeah, I'm a total extrovert. Like, who am I kidding? But I think it's after that. So like the next level, like I'm, I could work a room. I can talk to anybody. It's what happens next. Are we actually going to text? Are we actually going to hang out? Am I actually going to invest time? That's the part where I probably go, I'm very selective of who I let in. And I want to be a good friend. So I don't want to be best friends to 10 people. You know, like I'm realistic with the time I have to dedicate to another person. And I hate that guilt when you don't like, like you said, when you have to cancel and you have to reschedule, like I hate that feeling. So I try to avoid it at all costs. This podcast is brought to you by my ebook, 101 Ways to Be a Kick-Ass Stepmom. From how to navigate your relationship with your husband's ex-wife, to how to stop feeling insecure about being the second wife, to what to say when your stepkids say, I don't have to listen to you, you're not my mom, to how to introduce an R's baby into your blended family crew, to how to minimize conflict even when the ex seems to thrive off it, to how to get on the same page with your husband about all the things, and so much more. This ebook shares my top 101 tips, strategies, and mindset shifts for stepmoms who are ready to live a kick-ass life. To check it out, head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash ebook. Do you find when you go to events and maybe I think, you know what, maybe you don't, I feel like this is something maybe the introvert extroverts experience, but give it to me, give it to me. I feel like I'm friends with so many introverts go. We are so public online, right? So, Mm. you know, you know, we're talking to our phone, we're doing our stories, we're doing the videos, all of that. Do you feel like you are the same person online as you are in person? Yes. Yes. And in fact, that is my greatest like when I feel like I've I've accomplished something, like when somebody comes up to me that doesn't know me for real, you know, in real life and says, oh my God, actually, you know who it was? It was Sarah Burt's Papaya, who's okay. a total extrovert as well. She met me, we were at an event and she goes, oh my God, you are exactly the same person. And I was like, yes. Like to me, that's like, oh my God, I'm doing it right for the type of content I create. That's important to me, right? Because, totally. yeah. And, and I, but that said, I do feel like it's also a polished version. Managing stories, sometimes I'm looking a little rough, but like in generally speaking, you know, like most of my day I'm unmakeuped. I'm like comfy clothes. You see me at an event, I'm going to be a little bit more polished. The part that I find is like maybe because of the type of content I create, it's like I want to make sure that my stories line up and I never want to be in a situation where I'm portraying something online and then I have to sort of keep up that facade 
Like if you catch me at the library, I want to be the same person. Right. And it's hard though, because not every, you know, if you have a specific type of video or, you know, that you create or whatever it is, a genre, it might be hard to sway and blur the lines. So it's tricky, man. It is tricky. But I personally will say I try to be the same person online and in person, Mm -hmm. but I am a hell of a lot more comfortable talking to my phone by myself in the kitchen than I am in a room full of people. Right. I I do get kind of social anxiety. So Mm -hmm. so there, there have been people who have said to me, they've said, you were so, it it was a photo shoot. I got asked to go do this clothing photo shoot, which if you Mm -hmm. know me taking photos, I am completely awkward. Like I just, it, you, you've been there, Amanda. How I think I'm taking your photos. Yeah. Like, I'm so, so awkward. And, and people don't realize that, but the photographer said, she's like, you are so outgoing online and you are the most awkward person in, in real life. And Aww. she it wasn't a rude thing, but cause I was, I was being awkward. It was, we were, we were safe. We were just saying yeah. like, and I was like, I know, can you please bring me some wine or something? So I can do this photo. <laughs> Like I'm just, I'm feeling really awkward right now. So that's something for me. I can like pour my heart out in a blog post or an Instagram caption and online and really just like lay it all out there. But when it comes to having those conversations in real life, I'm not as comfortable. I feel like though that is more common than my experience. Like also I feel like because I've been doing video content for so long, like a lot of people are like, oh, you must have started as, blo- as a blogger. No, I actually only ever picked up a camera. So I feel very comfortable. Like just if you see me at the grocery store, I'll have a camera. It's like not a big deal to me. That of course comes with having an, a community online who's accepting of me. And you know, you get that positive reward in a way and you're like, oh, my behavior is accepted. Therefore, I don't have to feel so embarrassed or silly or whatever. But I think it, it does come with practice. Let's be honest. When I'm on a photo shoot, I feel super awkward too, because who the hell knows what to do with their arms and their hands? Like it's just- You do. I- you so do. Well, let me tell you, it's a little bit of faking it then because, but I do, you know, there, I saw something online recently. It was like, don't fake it till you make it or something like they want people to like, just do it. I don't know. I think there is a part where you have to sort of convince yourself that like, I am awesome. Do some power poses in the mirror and take it, you know, like, yeah. I do a whole thing though. Like when I go to events or before I speak, I rock out to some music that gets me going. I have like a whole thing. I don't even know if that it was intentional that I did this, but I just naturally did it to boost my energy so that I feel like, okay, I can give. But you know, after I've done something like a big event or you're speaking or you're just engaging with people, I do need to recharge solo. Like I need to be quiet in my car, listen to a calm podcast, like get some sleep, exercise, whatever it is, because otherwise it's just like, your cup will be empty, you know, like you've just given too much. So it's a fine balance. Yeah. I I think I need to try that because you know me, remember how, like we just were at an event where we spoke at and I spoke on the last day and I, and I know I'm good at it. Like, yeah, not, yeah, I do. Actually, I'm pretty good at speaking. However, I could have barfed all over that stage. And actually I think I told everyone just, I kind of cleared the air right at the beginning and told everyone, but I do think I do think that when you are having this dialogue online with this community, I think it also can affect your friendships. So oh, I will yeah. have friends who will say, oh, well, if I need to know anything about Jamie, I, I can't get a hold of you, but you know, I just have to go to your website and things like that. Do you feel like you ever get any backlash 
because you're so open. And if people want to know something, it's you've already told your online community and maybe not told the people who are closest to you. Right. Here's my thought on that. I almost feel like I would love it if everyone in my life watched my content because then we are we are up to speed. I don't need to fill you in on anything that happened on Tuesday. It's like, hey, you watch the stories? Good. Like my dad and I, he cracks me up. I always start conversations with, did you watch my stories this week? And if he didn't, then I'll update him. Otherwise, I'm like, well, we're let's start from ground zero and I'll give you all the details. I think I've been doing it long enough where, okay, I think it's twofold. One, I think I've been doing it for so long that people just know. If they want to know, they can go online. But two, I am so... Like, don't come at me and tell me that you don't agree necessarily with what I'm doing if if it's not warranted. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm not hurting anyone, I'm not hurting myself. You step off, you do you. And I'm so confident in my decisions that I think people know better than to kind of like get throw me shade for that. And if they did, if somebody in my life did want to be negative about that, they would start to be phased out. I just don't have tolerance for it. Like, Bye-bye. Yeah. Call me never. Yeah. <laughs> so do do your friends and you have any friends or family who just don't really get what you do and get any um, kind of flash for things that you're doing online? Not really. No, I think the one thing is a bit of a delicate dance is that if I ever share anything that is a little bit more like I share personal things, but there are some things that are very personal that involve other people. And when you're telling the story of other people, which I think you naturally with the content you do as well. Quite familiar, yes. Oh yeah. You have to share it in a way that maybe you have to talk to the person first to be like, hey, I'm sharing this. Or the way that I convey the message is very deliberate and very thought out and like not placing blame, just sharing my side of the story. Uh, yeah. It's a thing. language here. Welcome oh, yeah. to jamiescrimger.com. <laughs> no, sh- but, but and it's it's a real thing, right? Because it's like naturally our lives are entwined with others. And if we're going to be sharing parts of it, it's going to involve other people's stories. So it's tricky. I've definitely had falling outs, but nothing that's permanent. People have been like, I didn't love that you shared that. So now I've got a mental note and I'm like, okay, I will share things differently in future because, you know, we're not perfect and we're going to share things maybe that hurt others unintentionally. Yeah. And the thing is we talk about life. We do We talk about life. We talk about lessons that we've learned in our lives. We talk about things that are going on in our lives and that's content. It is. And you know, and like what we were talking about friendships, whether it's like a relationship with a family member or a friend, those people need to, as much as you know, they're not going to just go along with your BS. They also need to be encouraging and supportive of what you're doing. And so that's what I want to be in a friend. I want to uplift. I want to fill that person's cup. I want you, like, if you leave a, a, an experience with me, I want you to feel like you're fuller. Like you feel like bigger and brighter than before. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want anyone to feel like drained when they've left my presence. That would be so depressing. And I expect the same out of my friends, you know, like whether you're friends online, like with what we do, you like people's photos, you comment on their stuff, you buy their merch, you know, like you listen to their, their content, you, whatever it is, that's also being a friend, which I think is a new element now, you know, yeah. and like how we support our people. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I didn't even give you any, I didn't give you any kind of warning that we were going to do this, but okay. So if we're going go. to, there's obviously going to be women who are listening to this podcast and they are either struggling with their friendships. They maybe feel like their friendships aren't serving them right now. And they're just not feeling full in that area. And I do think as a mom, 
or as a woman, just as anyone, it is important to have friendships outside of your marriage and your children and all of that. Because I don't know about you, I can go out and have, you know, a glass of wine and dinner with a girlfriend and come back just so full and excited and just feeling like I'm not alone in so many aspects of life. Like it is so important to have that connection in life. So if they're feeling like their situation is not serving them, their friendships are not serving them right now. How would you, you know, any advice on that? Mm. What do we think they should do? I think, okay, so first off, it's taking that time to reflect and just getting a little bit of distance between people. So a way to do that without hurting people's feelings, I think is like taking up some sort of hobby, you know, whether for me right now, I didn't actually do this to break up with anyone, but I'm going to the gym and I'm just taking my fitness pretty seriously. So that's filling a void, you know, that maybe if you have a friendship that's sucking the life out of you start doing something else. You don't necessarily need to like, kind of like a boyfriend or like a love relationship. You don't need to quickly replace that person. You can spend some time and get to know other people and start to nurture other friendships. But to me, hobbies is a big thing because you go do something, whether it's like paint night, fitness group, dance lessons, whatever it is, you're naturally going to meet other people. And so I think it's trying to find ways to meet other people, which can be tricky. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to just put your, people ask me all the time as a stepmom, how did you meet new friends? I just moved here, right? So I moved here mm-hmm. into a house with three kids and a wheat field for a backyard. And that like, I transitioned my whole life when I became a stepmom. Like it was like, I say this all the time. It was, it was pretty much the same as moving to China. I felt like it would have been easier to move to a whole <laughs> other country where they spoke a whole other language. And I actually didn't have any friends here. I didn't know anyone. And I had to meet people first of all, but I also wanted to meet people who weren't friends with my husband and his first wife, because I didn't want right. to be slotted into a role and told who I was going to be friends with. So I think it's also important to recognize like people will say, oh, that's really corny. I, sh- I don't, I don't want to go do a hobby. I don't want to go to a, mm-hmm. a class or sign up for whatever, but you have to do uncomfortable things and put yourself out there or you're never going to have any friends. Right? Oh, like yeah. like baby play groups. They're not for babies. No, they're, they're for, for moms. Them. To talk yeah. to each other. Like, that is how I met everyone when I lived overseas. And there is one little story that is was about a love relationship. Like, a friend of mine was looking to find a boyfriend and find love. And she was talking to her therapist. And her therapist says, well, tell me what you're looking... What, what do you want to see happen? And she goes, I just want to, like you know, lock eyes with someone across the room and just like feel a connection and then like let it go from there and explore from there. And the therapist paused and looked at her and said, yeah, but you got to be in the room. Like if you want to meet people, you've got to go places where people are. Sitting at home, you're meeting no one. I think that's so important too. I love the type of friendships. Like when I met you, I knew I could say whatever I, like you weren't going to go say what I was saying to anyone else. It was a safe zone. And I think it's important to recognize you do get that connection with friendships right off the bat. Like I was actually with my husband on Saturday night and I met this lady. I actually got to find her because we were out for drinks. So I didn't (laughs) like, I don't even really know who she was. We chatted for an hour and a half and she's like, we're going to be best friends. I said, I know we are so going to be best friends. And we are, I got to find her name and figure out who she was, but we just had this instant connection and we chatted all night long. Oh my God. And you know what? Get her details. And think about it like dating. Don't be shy to be like, you know what? This was really fun. Can I get your number? Let me shoot you a text. That's what I do. I'm taking resumes for friends. uh, So (laughs) just would love to. And that's what I would say to people when I first moved here, because I had like Darren would be going out with the guys or be doing things. And it was really easy for me to get to the place where I was feeling resentful because he was still living his life and I had left my life to come Mm -hmm. here and had really no one to just quickly go out for drinks with. Like my girlfriend, Becky, I saw her and we live in a really small area and I saw her. I was like, 
she wearing Lululemon shorts? <laughs> She's got eyelashes. Oh my God. What a cool stroller. <laughs> we are going to be friends. And we've been like best friends ever since I literally, she's like, you are aggressive. And I said, you have to be, you need to, you know, oh, yeah. I go be- after what I like. I was in a library second week of living here, both babies. I saw a woman across the library. She had two babies. We both look like we looked a little rough. Cause you know, you got two young ones and, uh, we we're chatting and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know anyone. Like you seem like you're pretty outgoing. Let's exchange numbers from meeting her. I met every, I figured out doctors, dentists, like I found Patra, my assistant through her, like daycare providers. It just was like, oh, this is how it's done. And sometimes it's just that one encounter. Absolutely. Okay. You know? So to sum up what we're saying, so if mm. you, you need to do an audit on your friendships, like you really, if you are this year, I'm all about me and everyone and their mom is about living their best life this year. It's like this thing in 2019. Don't you feel like everyone just feels like 2019 is about to be the best year yet? Like I feel oh, yeah. like all over social media, but I do really feel like that is true for me. And I'm doing a huge audit on basically my whole life. I'm, I took a whole January off basically to just reflect. And oh, yeah. so I think it's important, especially in your friendships to get clear on what you want and think mm-hmm. about the people who you are friends with right now and really be like, okay, are they serving me when I hang out with them? Do I leave feeling really good or do I feel depleted? Do I feel oh, yeah. toxic? And like, we just sat there and bitched about people. That's not to say girls don't need to, women don't need to have just a little bit of event session. Cause if we're, let's just all be very, very honest here. But if that's all your friendship is about, then that's something to audit too. And do they believe in you? Do they want you to be better? Like all of those things, can you celebrate mm-hmm. your wins? Huge, huge audit. And if you are someone that needs your feathers like ruffled a bit in order to start that process, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Celestine Prophecy. Have you heard of this? No. It's okay. It's like a really short read. You read it years ago, but I had trouble in high school with friends who were friends, quote unquote, but not really. Um, and the whole book talks about energy. <laughs> basically, yeah. And the whole book talked about like energy suckers. So that feeling of like people that just drain you when you leave, do you need to recharge or do you feel like you can carry on? Be aware of what your body's telling you. And that might sound totally hokey pokey, but there's something to be said about taking clues. If you're always nervous, if you feel like you can never say the right things, like be aware and start implementing some changes. But I like the word audit. That's a good one. You should get into your car after time with your girlfriends and crank the music and be driving home, having your own little dance party, windows down party, like, and just high on life. You should be agreed. you should come home and you should like want to kiss your husband and be so excited to see him. Mm-hmm. Because you are just like recharged and ready for life. And if you do not feel that after hanging out with your girlfriends, it's time to do a little declutter. I love it. Declutter. Yeah. Declutter your friendships. Love big it. time. Be very deliberate about who gets your time and your energy. Cause you know what I always say too, your time and energy is a limited, valuable resource. You are never going to get this back. Like you said yes to me today because you felt value in this conversation, right? Like you and I are also very deliberate about what gets our yeses. And Mm -hmm. when you say yes to things and you say yes to friendships, you're never getting that time back. So Mm -hmm. think about it that way. I think that that's, that's always been really eye-opening for me. I agree. Well, I'm glad you're my friend. Same, same. (laughs) I'm excited (laughs) to see you this weekend. I know. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be good. Okay. Perfect. Well, I think we're both gearing up for after school time. Oh yeah, we are. I'm like, we've got time for one quick coffee before I got to hit the road. (laughs) 
a little like a little uh, shot of something to get us through. You know, mm. we only have we only have two hockey games or two practices tonight, so it's a quiet night. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, girl! You are honestly need an award for all of that. Like, I don't know how. And you know what? Actually, just... speaking of award, I'm not someone who's like saying that we're super busy because I want people like, oh, you're so great. Like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I do it either, and I don't want to do it. It's just too much. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on right now? But it's just it's survival mode. So guess all the more reason to be deliberate about your friendships, right? Agreed. Love it. Agreed. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Amanda Muse. Thanks for having me. Oh, actually, no, wait, where can people find you? Oh, okay. So YouTube, Amanda Muse, Instagram, Amanda Muse, uh, the sandwich podcast. Come and really check good out podcast. There. Super fun. You and I did one. We spoke about infertility in case you missed it. Go yeah, check out Jamie there. Fun. Yeah. But pretty much everywhere. Amanda Muse. You'll find me. All right. Perfect. Okay. Well, bye, Amanda Muse. I will see you bye. soon. Bye. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.